You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to a Monday edition of Locked On Jaguars. I have not T-Wig this week. We have one of our own, Demetrius Harvey. He's one of us. Demetrius is joining me. This morning, you've heard a lot of his interviews. We're going to have another one today with uh, Jaguars defensive end Dewan Smoot. Seems like the light has turned on for Dewan Smoot. And uh, Demetrius got kind of uh, talking with him and figuring out what his secret sauce is and what has been the big change for him um, going forward this year. But um, let's not bury the lead here. We got big news in the AFC South. We have the sudden retirement of 29-year-old Andrew Luck. Nobody saw it coming. I was trying to enjoy my Miami-Florida college football game since it was finally back, and then Andrew Luck had to step in, and very nasty of him to, to ruin my Saturday. But uh, it's not that ruined, is it? Because uh, we have a little bit less adversity in the division and in the AFC South, and maybe a little bit of a door has cracked open for Andrew Luck, What do you uh, for the Jaguars. What do you think, Demetrius? It's wide open. I mean, as soon as I saw the uh, the notifications, I told one of my friends, he's a Colts fan, and he just broke down. He I, he nearly started to cry, and honestly, that's pretty much how you should feel as a Colts fan. And as a Jaguars fan, you should be, you know, you, you should feel bad for Andrew Luck, the person, but as far as football goes, uh, you should feel excited. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean... That changes the entire landscape of the AFC South. Now, uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett's going to step in. Jo- Jacoby Pr- Brissett is no scrub. You know, he's not just some you know uh, a, a total drop off to you know a muddling quarterback. He's actually has a lot of experience in the league. He came from the New England Patriots system. There were some at New England that actually thought that Brissett was the better player over Jimmy Garoppolo, who got handsomely paid as the handsome man in San Francisco, which now means that there's going to be a new guy in town. If you read the tweets of Jacoby Brissett over this weekend, he's an interesting guy, um, (laughs) to say the least. If you haven't, check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, Some of his thoughts on life. But, uh, you know, I still personally don't think they're out of the running. Everybody's kind of uh, knocked the, the Colts out, but... Listen, when you have an offensive line as dominant and as strong as the Indianapolis Colts with Anthony Costanzo and Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly and, and Mark Lewinsky, who just got an extension, and Braden Smith, I mean, you don't need an Andrew Luck back there with that roster that Chris Ballard has assembled to still be in the running in the AFC South this year, right? That's very true, actually. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's not the worst quarterback at all he's he has plenty of experience now you know having to go in 2017 um the offensive line is obviously dominant and that defense is pretty underrated in my opinion at least the speed at linebacker the defensive line has gotten better with Justin Houston this year um they're definitely not out of the running but taking out Andrew Luck you know probably a top you know at least a top 10 quarterback maybe a top five quarterback in this league it, it, it's it's a it's a pretty big blow yeah and they have a, a defensive really stalwart or playmaker whatever you want to call it each level on the defense now with Justin Houston on the D-line and Darius Leonard we all saw what the maniac can do in the second level at the linebacker unit and then Malik Hooker Malik Hooker in the secondary and they've kind of patched in a lot of those 
uh, premier spots with a lot of good young talent. Uh, Rocky Asin has looked really good at one cornerback spot um, for, for the Colts. And um, Danico Autry is one of the most underrated three techniques in the league. Uh, he might not be a household name, but he is well on his way to kind of emerging as one of those budding stars in the NFL rushing from the interior. So that's a, that's a really good roster that they have over there in Indianapolis. And I know it, it's very dark for Colts fans right now. And, uh, you know, regardless of what they were thinking, they, they were booing. What did you think of the booing, Demetrius, as he walked off the field? Oh, I saw the booing, and I just can't believe it. I mean, <laughs> as a Colts fan, so just think about it. So you go from Peyton Manning from 1998 to 2011, I believe. You have one gap year where you're bad. And then you have Andrew Luck, one of the best quarterbacks to have come out since probably Peyton Manning. You get him, you have one bad year, I think, in 2017 when he got hurt, and then, but besides that, you've been good for over two decades. That That's just insane to me to even uh, think about booing when just one bad thing happens. Yeah, when, when Blake Bortles retired to the LA Rams, nobody, <laughs> nobody booed him, right? They were all like, oh man, we're going to miss the boat. So imagine if we had an actually good quarterback and that was the response. I, uh, and that would be tough. But uh, we'll, we'll get more into this on the other side uh, of the break here. Uh, happy to have Demetrius. All right, it's another Monday edition of Locked on Jaguars. So and now let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about <laughs> you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. All right, guys, she might be thinking that Jaguars football is going through your mind, but I know better. I know what you're really thinking about. You're thinking about sex. Remember the days when you're always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable, the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You could take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable... They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. This isn't just for guys who cannot perform. It's for any guy who wants that little extra to enhance their performance in the bedroom. And Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S., and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. BlueChew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring our podcast. All right, welcome back to the second segment of uh, Monday edition of Locked on Jaguars with Demetrius Harvey. If you don't follow Demetrius on Twitter, you should. It's at Demetrius82. He does all the written content for the web, uh, for the Locked on Jaguars website. He covers all the breaking news as it happens for LOJ. He's in the locker room all the time. We're going to have a Dewan Smoot interview here in our third segment, um, which you won't want to miss. Make sure you stay tuned in for that. But... Uh, we're, we're happy to have Demetrius. So we talked a little bit about the Colts, and, and, and that's kind of the big news of the day. I think just this timely, Lamar Miller going down with the torn ACL for the Houston Texans. 
And I saw reports today that they're looking at trying to trade Jadavian Clowney for a wide receiver. What is going on over there with Houston, the team, uh, I like to call them the land of many GMs. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> I, I just don't understand the uh, the Texans this offseason. I, I think they, they fired their GM. Um, O'Brien's now the GM, I guess? or Kind of, yeah. They're doing an assembly <laughs> thing, you know, where it's a committee of, of, of all their personnel guys are... <laughs> Working together in concert to make decisions, which what what could possibly go wrong? Oh, no, yeah, exactly. I, I don't see any problems with that at all, like having a group meeting to decide, you know, where Jadavion Clowney might go Good. for some reason. My goodness, it's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> a lot of the rumors have been uh, kind of matching him up with the uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, some were saying for Laramie Tunsil, which would have been a great trade for Houston. I don't want to see that guy in the division um, mm-hmm. with the weaknesses that the Texans have on their offensive line. But their offensive line is a complete and unmitigated disaster. I mean, I don't... You, you talk about how the Colts might have ruined Andrew Luck this, you know, for his career with, with the amount of hits he took, especially early on, and, and how those injuries kind of just piled up. And it was a little too late in the investment that they made in the offensive line. I mean, Deshaun Watson is on the same trajectory for the Houston Texans. Like, like they're, they're putting Matt Khalil out at left tackle. He might even get beat out by Roderick Johnson, who couldn't even keep a roster spot on the Cleveland Browns. Um, they're, they're hoping that maybe their first-round rookie, Alabama State, who they passed, uh, who they uh, looked over Jawan Taylor for. Um, Jawan Taylor, by the way, highest-graded uh, player from the Jaguars third preseason game according to PFF so that's encouraging news for Jacksonville Jaguars fans but Titus Howard has already had to be kicked inside to uh, guard I've been seeing online uh, and, and seeing if that's uh, the best role for him Nick Martin looked like he looked awful in the first few preseason games he's a guy that's been battling a lot of injuries here and there they've had a guy Greg Manx that has uh, been able to come in and fill in for him whenever Nick Martin hasn't been able to go um, Zach Fulton got injured this preseason who's projected starting right guard and then at right tackle you have former Hurricanes tackle Chantrell Henderson with Max Sharping who was another rookie that they invested high on and, and reached a little bit in my opinion so I mean who the heck is going to block for this guy and I mean, that has to be the biggest mismatch in the NFL when when you pair this Houston Texans offensive line with the Jaguars defensive line and Josh Allen. Easily. And it's it's like a repeat of 2017. I think, you know, the minute the Jaguars go out there against that offensive line, it's going to be a 10-sack game pretty easily. And and the thing is, you would think that uh, the Texans would have learned their lesson from David Carr back in, you know, 2002 or 2003, whichever season it was where he gave up the most sacks in the NFL and uh, pretty much destroyed his career before it even started. And I think that they're risking the same thing here with Deshaun Watson, which is obviously good for the Jaguars, but uh, when you look at it from a Houston Texans standpoint, I don't really understand. And then you have a guy like Nick Martin, who's supposed to be your anchor, and he's getting hurt, he's not playing well. I mean, at that point, I don't know what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. And anybody who, I'm sure we have a lot of Gators fans that are listening to the podcast, anyone who watched the the UM Florida opening game, um, it probably won't be too different from Jaron Williams and that Miami Hurricanes offensive line with the Gators uh, getting him, what is it, 10 sacks, double-digit sacks? My goodness, um, yep. that was complete dominance there. So I'd expect a lot of the same thing um, from there. And, of course, Lamar Miller has gone down with an ACL. I saw Al Michaels on the on the Monday, Sunday night uh, football 
broadcast last night, he mentioned very casually, like it was no big deal, that uh, the Texans signed Jay Ajayi, which has not been the case, uh, I will tell you, um, from following a lot of the Houston Texans beat reporters. They have not worked him out or done anything there. So that was kind of weird. But uh, Lamar Miller will be out for the year with a torn ACL, which you hate to see it. You just hate to see it. But um, Duke Johnson Jr. all of a sudden looks like a brilliant uh, acquisition, and he's probably going to get a lot of the run there with Houston. But again, like we just mentioned, there's going to be no space for him to run. So the the whole, you know, purported, hey, let's look for another wide receiver because as if we don't already have Kiki QT and DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller and uh, the young kid from Limestone, Vincent Smith, that they really like, it just makes no sense to me. You'd think they'd be looking for a tackle. And uh, hopefully, hopefully they don't get Trent Williams from the Redskins. You know, that would be not ideal for the Jaguars because um, right now that's just a huge matchup disadvantage for them but they're not the only ones in the AFC South with some tremendous offensive line uh, struggles right now the Tennessee Titans last night my goodness they could not keep whoever was playing quarterback whether it was Ryan Tannehill or Marcus Mariota upright uh, who they were just eating the grass all night long and that was with Taylor Lewan basically playing the whole game kind of out of punishment I think from Vrabel for those PED suspensions since he will be missing the first four weeks of the season. Did you get a chance to see any of the highlights from last night? I watched, you know, the beginning of that game, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, the the Titans' offensive line is supposed to be one of the best in the division, at least, and then maybe in the AFC, uh, at least for run blocking or, you know, some pass blocking at least, but um, it seemed like they couldn't get it going at all. It, they opened the game pretty much with the safety. Uh, they couldn't block anybody uh, I don't know what's going on with the offensive lines in the AFC South, but it's looking like the Jaguars might have an advantage there for sure. I, I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. We might have the second-best offensive line after the Colts. I mean, no one's going to be touching Somehow. the Colts. You know, that's that's it, they're, they're dominant at that front, and they should be because they've invested so many resources. I mean, a top-10 draft pick is, is, is a huge investment for an interior offensive lineman, and it, it seems like it's been totally worth it. But the, the Titans right now, Taylor Luan will be out the first four weeks. They're going to have Dennis Kelly lining up against Yannick Ngakwe. For the, uh, what is it, week three we play them? The week three matchup on Thursday night uh, football. Which, by the way, Bold City Brigade, shout out to uh, uh, Bold City Cap. Big news last night hitting the email inboxes. If you are a Bold City Brigade member, make sure that you check your email. But uh, big announcement as the uh, NFL Network set will be um, at the BCB and Teal Street Hooligans tailgate. Um, so huge opportunity for BCB <laughs> for some exposure. Make sure you guys are coming out to that game and bringing your loudest Duval chants to uh, make sure that the entire national audience sees just how much passion we have here in Duval County for football. Um, but going back to the, to the Titans offensive line, Dennis Kelly is going to be a disaster against Unique Ngakwe. Roger Saffold, <laughs> nice. Roger Saffold has been... I mean, he's been one of the biggest bust free agents going just off preseason alone. I mean, they, they that was their big acquisition from the L.A. Rams this year, and uh, he's looked like a little bit of a turnstile through three games, so that has to be alarming and concerning there. Ben Jones, the, the longtime center, former Houston Texan. Kevin Pamphile has been starting at right guard, and man, it's looking rough 
for Kevin Pamphile. He he's been probably um, public enemy number one for you know allowing those rushes and everything um, last night for Marcus Mariota or Ryan Tannehill. And then of course they have Jack Conklin at right tackle, but. I'll tell you what, Jack Conklin is not the same Jack Conklin that we saw the first couple years. He, he missed a, a season with that ACL injury, and I just don't think he's yep. really been the same since, which is a little bit alarming for Jaguars fans, right? Because we have a guy here in town that has gone through something uh, similar, almost exactly the same, in Cam Robinson. So hopefully Cam could bounce back a little bit better than Jack Conklin can because the Titans did decline to pick up the fifth year option for Jack Conklin. So that's gonna be a huge hole on the right side moving forward, potentially this year as well. Okay, so second segment is in the books. We have covered a lot about the AFC South. On the uh, third segment, let's talk a little bit about maybe some surprise cuts and uh, what how we see this roster really shaken out. Um, as we head into the final week of preseason and take on the Atlanta Falcons this Thursday. You're listening to a Monday edition of Locked on Jaguars. All right, Monday edition of Locked on Jaguars. We are getting to our third segment with Demetrius Harvey. At Demetrius82 on Twitter has stepped up and joined me here on this Monday edition. We are going to get to his interview with Dewan Smoot very shortly. But before we do, what are some surprise cuts that we could find this year um, as we head into the fourth preseason game? My big one, and I kind of floated this out on the timeline over the weekend. Don't be so shocked if it's not Terrell Pryor, if it's not Trey McBride, but if it's C.J. Board for that sixth wide receiver spot, Board has been the definition of reliable and consistent all throughout practices, um, the ones I've gone to anyway, and all he's done is put up stat lines during the games as well. What do you think, Dean? He's kind of been under the radar. Uh, everybody's you know excited about Trey McBride. Everyone's excited about Tyree Brady, or they were in the beginning of the offseason. Um and then, of course, Terrell Pryor, but Pryor's been hurt. Uh, C.J. Board has been kind of, you know, quietly just doing what he needs to do on offense. I mean, last week you saw he had a, he had a, he had a few catches. I think he led the, the team in yards. I'm not sure about that. That, that could be completely wrong. It's probably but, true. Uh, it's probably true. But regardless, he's been, you know, the guy. And I think that they really like this guy. Um, I want to get a chance to talk to him today, if I could, but I'd be interested to see if Terrell Pryor even makes a team. The The issue I found with him is the is all the, the the hamstring injuries. If he can't come back from that, then I'm not sure he can make a team. So that's a great surprise cut to put on there. Yeah, this, I mean, injury seems to be theme number one, right? With, with the whole modus operandi of Doug Marone all offseason, whether it was not playing any any basically starters for the first two games of preseason, going back to how we were into the dregs of the depth chart with the four-string tackles and offensive linemen uh, going back in 2018. That really killed the season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So um, it seems like 
if you are nicked up or are just struggling to get on the field, it's really going to work in your detriment as final cuts approach. So I would not be surprised if a guy like CJ Board, who's floated around from from some other teams and is just trying to finally make it um, on, a, on a final roster, ends up with that final spot. He has been a really reliable and solid player. And we got that log jam at defensive line. That's the other big thing. Do they keep 10 oh, defensive yeah. linemen? I mean, T- Taven Bryan's really going to take a spot from somebody that deserves it somewhere else on the roster. It, 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 Taven Bryan could cost the guy like Quentin Meeks, who, again, you know, has really had an up-and-down preseason. He did look good in the beginning of practices and the beginning of OTAs. Um, he was uh, filling in for Jalen when Jalen wasn't here in that first team, and he was doing a really good job, but um, not, not, not as st- he hasn't stood out as much as someone like Tay Hayes. Um, in, in the actual preseason games. But at the same token, going back to Taven, that's that's the kind of guy that you could be sacrificing for keeping Taven Bryan on the roster, which is a shame. I wouldn't rule out possibly floating out or dangling out a guy like DeWan Smoot or mm-hmm. um, you know maybe another one of those defensive linemen as potential trade bait. Uh, I mentioned a... Uh, over the weekend, because it sounds like there were some Miami Dolphins on the block with Kiko Alonso, uh, Rashad Jones, maybe Kenny Stills. So um, the Miami Dolphins are in desperate need of edge rush help. I mean, it's Tank Caradine is starting, for goodness sakes. Um, <laughs> we just don't know. We don't know if they're in full blow-up mode to get Tua, because that's kind of the rumor up there is the owner is infatuated with Tua Tagovailoa, and that is the future franchise quarterback, and they want to get the first pick at all costs. Um, or if they would entertain the possibility of reuniting Marion Hobby with Dewan Smoot, who would, he, he would have to be their opening day starter if that was the case, right? Oh, he would absolutely have to be. Uh, going back to the Jaguars' defensive line, you were talking about it with Taven Bryan. I kind of wanted to hit on this. Um, the thing about Taven Bryan is I'm not even sure if he's going to be active for all 16 games mm-hmm. next season. Yep. I don't really see why you would activate him over, like, if you do keep DeWan Smoot and you don't end up trading him to the Miami Dolphins or something like that, I don't see how you can, you know, even basically say, like, okay, we're going to put Taven Bryan out there instead of DeWan Smoot and then the Dayton Jones, who's probably going to make the roster as well. So, I don't know what they're going to end up doing there, but but you're right about him taking up a spot for one of the either uh, another safety or another corner like Meeks. It's it's unfortunate for them, but you know it is what it is, I guess. And if you listen to Doug, he seems fed up with Taven a little bit. You know, it seems like he's starting to get a little bit irritated. I mean, what did he say the other day? You better strap on the pads and get the play- get your ass out there and start playing. You know, mm-hmm. so something of that ilk. So. Um, I think they're trying to light a little bit of a fire under Taven. He can't have those dumb penalties, man. It, it, yep, it's, exactly. it, it's one thing to, to not be able to show up in the box score, and maybe he is adding some pressure in some of those things, and maybe uh, he played with a little bit more enthusiasm than normal this past preseason game. But look, when Detone Jones is racking up tackles and pressures and sacks and all that in half the amount of snaps that you're playing, that's a huge red flag, and it can't continue. So he better uh, get 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 it together really quick, or it's going to be one of those cases where, like you said, Demetrius, he will, he could end up starting being inactive around week four, or week five. That's how sink or swim his situation is. But we talked about a guy, Dewan Smoot, who seems to have uh, really increased his uh, 
uh, effectiveness, quite frankly. And it, it does take defensive linemen a little bit uh, longer to, uh, to, to, to kind of develop. And I, uh, I, always, I always talk about the cooking of positions. So defensive line is a crockpot position. That's a slow stew. You know, it, it, it usually takes a, a couple years to really get it and understand stacking everything on. So maybe that's maybe that will be the case with Taven. We'll, we'll find out. Whereas a position like running back is more of a microwave position, right? <laughs> you just go in there and, and uh, you, you know, hopefully, hopefully you can start making an impact right away because uh, there's not as much uh, skill development and refinement and stre- you know strategy outside of really learning how to pick up blitzers and, and pass protection. Um, so, uh, but regardless, diet a, a big reason that uh, Dewan Smoot has attributed his change this week. And uh, Dean, do you want to do you want to do a little bit of a preview before you get to before we get to this Dewan Smoot interview? Yeah, Dewan Smoot's a pretty quiet guy in the locker room. He's just you know just chilling by his locker. I. Went up to him and uh, chatted up a, a little bit about what he did in the off season, and you know you'll hear what he tried to do in the past and what didn't work, and how he's trying to fix it. And um, it's just a really interesting uh, guy. All right, well there you have it. We have our own Demetrius Harvey sitting down with Dewan Smoot in the Jaguars locker room after practice over the weekend. Here we go. Finally came on. The effort was there in the offseason, and all his hard work is paying off. He's really a dominant defensive lineman. So, what do you think the uh, the toughest part of you know the offseason training, like training camp? I know it's hot out there. Do you ever get used to it? You think? <laughs> I feel like you can never get used to this Jacksonville heat. Mm-hmm. It really just throws curveballs at you. Some days it's like 80, and some days like the next day it'll be like 100 degrees, and the humidity's crazy. So, I feel like that's the biggest thing, just being able to overcome that heat. The last, uh, the last couple of years, you've kind of been a little up and down. Doug's mentioned that you struggled with a little bit of stuff. Uh, would you mind elaborating on that? Um, you've been going through a little bit of um, adversity, I, I guess I would say. Yeah, I mean, I would say a little bit of mm-hmm. adversity. Just, um, I'll say, like, I really kind of set myself back when I changed my diet as well. I mean, I'm not saying, like, the vegan diet is, like, a no-go. I'm saying it's good for different positions, like wide receiver, like, to like quarterback or something like that, but a D lineman who's hitting somebody every play, I mean, I kind of need that box. So I like kind of set myself back, but I was able to find myself back. I mean, I was able to get back as well, like these last couple of seasons. So I recovered from that. Okay, but um, what have you been kind of changing this off season? I've heard you were doing a little boxing, um, little just variations of different workouts and everything like that. So what have you been doing? Um, okay, so I did, yeah, like you said, I did boxing. Little jujitsu, little little bit of jujitsu. I did um, performance training. Um, did a lot of weightlifting and did um, Pilates as well. So like a whole, <laughs> and that'll be like all in one week. Has that has that helped you um, on the field as well? You just been. It's definitely helped me helped me on the field a lot. I mean, just just all the stuff that I was able to do um, when it comes to conditioning, you know, power, and everything like that. I've got so much stronger this year. I'm just. I mean, everything that I did really just prepared me for this season. 
like your your weight is a little bit up or mm. you know you're able to play more inside this year do you think that versatility gives you like an edge to maybe you know staying on a team um, competing I feel like it definitely gives me an edge I mean just knowing every position on the defensive line mm-hmm. and being able to play any position so if anybody goes down I'm you know I'm the next man up I feel like that's definitely a plus and I feel like that's that's good for a lot of guys to be as versatile as possible mm-hmm. and then playing with a guy like Calais Campbell how has that helped you over the past couple of years Oh, you already know Kalez is, is like the biggest leader. He just he helps you out with everything. He he just wants to see you win at the end of the day. He's been a big influence on me in my career. Last question. Um, I've noticed on YouTube you you've been doing a little bit of that the smooth TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's that been going? And uh, is that just something you want to do to you know give back to the fans or like show the fans what you know an everyday life of an NFL player is like or. Yeah, I mean, it's it's partly for the fans, but it's partly for, I mean, just athletes in general, just being able to show that we can brand ourselves as well. And I'm right now, we're in, um, me and my wife or whatever, we're creating a, a business right now who's, um, we're trying to create our own media for us to be able to brand these athletes without the assistance of, you know, the Jaguars and the NFL, whatever media, and just being able to just know that they have like, a trusted media source. So more than anything, I'm just trying to build that, and that's, that's just the first step of it. Just building your brand and everything like that? Yeah, building my brand for myself. Awesome. <laughs> Another great interview from Demetrius Harvey. There you have it. There is our Monday edition of Locked on Jaguars. Lots going around in the AFC South. Uh, you could almost get whiplash uh, looking at what's going on over there in Indianapolis at the time. But we will catch you guys back here tomorrow. See ya.